Hello, my name is Nicole Van Gelder, and I want to welcome you to Choosing Happily Ever After, a podcast that focuses on values and practical tools that help us have peace, joy, and confidence so that we can create our own happy homes and lives. No fairy godmothers required. I can't even believe it, but November is here. Soon it is going to be a new year. My birthday is in December, so I'm going to be another year older, and I have a feeling that I still won't have access to the magic that I thought all adults possessed when I was young. You know, the magic of adulthood. Did anyone else think that this was a thing? (laughs) Was it just me? Uh, What I'm talking about is the belief that adults had life figured out that they were confident, that they were sure of their purpose, that they knew the answers, you know, so on and so forth. I've learned as I've become an adult that this isn't the case. (laughs) And I know this isn't unique to me because I've had friends that have confirmed with me as well that even though we get older, somehow we still feel like we're in our 20s, you know, our later 20s, maybe early 30s, mid 30s. As you get older, how old you get inside. (laughs) But I have yet to meet someone who really feels like they have full understanding, that they are completely confident and sure and know what life is supposed to hold and know exactly what their purpose. Some of us have glimpses, some of us have more of that than others. But most of us are just figuring it out as we go along. In fact, maybe even all of us are largely figuring it out as we go along. And I remember having moments, especially once I had kids, where I realized, oh, my parents were just people, you know, or realizing that I was their age now, the age they were when I was, you know, whatever age. And it just makes you look at it completely differently because when you're young and you're looking at your parents, you think somehow they just magically know everything. And then when you get to be their age, you realize that that isn't the case. However, I do know that I am an adult because my life has shifted in some significant ways. For example, the other Friday, we got done with homeschool and everything went well and we got done a little early and I had extra time. So I did some deep clean of my bathroom and I cleaned my room and Like I was so excited (laughs) about that and it was such a great day. (laughs) I filled my heart with joy. My house was picked up, my stuff that was on my to-do list, the most important stuff anyway, was done and I got to walk into my bedroom and bathroom and just have it be like sparkling clean and it was amazing. I don't know if you're like me and you can identify it all, but I did have the thought later in the evening like, huh. Wow, yep. (laughs) There would have been a day when this probably wouldn't have counted as a great Friday. (laughs) But this is where I am in life, (laughs) you know? So there are things like that that tell me, yes, like I'm an adult. (laughs) But also, getting older has caused my understanding to shift. You know, I've experienced enough of life that my perspective is broader than it was once. 
I still don't have all the answers, but I've also learned that I don't need to have them. So I'm not even trying anymore. Instead, I'm embracing the journey and I'm trying to live well. Someday when I'm very old, like 120 or so, I would like to look back content with my life, knowing that it was a life well lived. I hope that's one of your goals too, because having a life well lived is a lot different than accomplishing goals. It's good to have goals, but living your life well has a lot more to do with your character, with the depth of your relationship with others, with the mark you leave in the world, which really has to do with how well you love people and how well you love Jesus (laughs) and how well you live like him. That's what it looks like to live a life well lived. So I hope that that's what you're aiming for too. Along these lines, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that 2022 is going to be my best year yet. Now, this is a little bit scary for me to say. Shortly before 2020, I preached a sermon about how this was going to be the best year yet. (laughs) And we all know how 2020 went. (laughs) Uh, But the truth is that a life well lived has very little, if anything, to do with the state of the world and much more to do with the state of your heart. So I think I'm actually going to be devoting the podcast between now and the rest of the year to the theme, a life well lived. How do we get there? What do we need to do or know in order to be able to live a life well lived? How do we prepare for 2022 so that it can be our best year yet, no matter what happens in the world around us? So I'm going to be sharing with you my journey, and I think that it will hopefully resonate with you as well. And I think that preparing for the future starts a lot of the time with letting go of the past. You know, I recently read in Exodus 4, the story of Moses. And when the Lord is calling Moses to go and be his spokesman and be the one who is going to lead Israel into freedom. And there is this verse, verse 10, where Moses says to the Lord, you know, the Lord's telling him to do something And and Moses' response is, please, Lord, I have never been eloquent, neither recently nor in time past, since you have spoken to your servant, for I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. Now, there's greater context to this, and if you're not familiar with the story, I do encourage you to spend some time in it, because there are so many treasures in it. But I was really struck by this because he's saying to the Lord, hey, the Lord's talking to him about what he is going to be doing. And Moses' response is what has happened. I have never been eloquent, neither recently nor in time past. Not since you've spoken to your servant, for I'm slow of speech and I'm slow of tongue. Like he is talking about his current condition. He's talking about his past experience. He is not at all thinking about the future in a different context. He is holding on to the past. He's thinking about where he is at right now, where he has been. And I think that is something that all of us tend to do, that we look to the future with the limitations of the past that we dream within the context of what we think is possible, that we 
don't want to get our hopes up too much. We don't want to be hurt when it doesn't come about. We don't want to go for something that's impossible. And I will say there is something to knowing your strengths, <laughs> knowing your gifts and your talents and knowing where you're at. Be sober minded about that. There is something about that. That's a biblical concept too. To not think you've already arrived when you still have not even completed the first portion of your race successfully. You know, there's something to that for sure. But we limit ourselves so much because of our past experience and because we look at what we're able to do right now instead of just embarking on the journey that's going to get us where we need to be. You know, Moses had God himself calling him into this significant role, this grand adventure. And when we read about it, it's so easy to glamorize it and to look with such awe at Moses, which yes, let's, (laughs) let's be in awe of the whole story. You know, Moses became the man who was meeting with the Lord face to face, and he would have to cover his face when he would come off the mountain for meeting with the Lord because he would have such glory shining, radiating from his face that it would freak people out. So he'd have to cover it. Like there's so much about Moses and his story that's amazing. But Moses was a man. He was a man. (laughs) He was a man that encountered the Lord. And we are people that encounter the Lord. And it's our encounter with the Lord that changes us. It's as we walk with him that we're changed. It's the journey. It's trusting him. It's stepping out. It's not where we've come from or where we are that should dictate our future. Who cares about the past? Who cares about our current state? Like, that's not what we're talking about. (laughs) That's not what the Lord's talking about to Moses. He's talking about what's going to happen. You know, in Isaiah 43, 18 and 19, it says, Do not call to mind the former things or ponder things of the past. Behold, I will do something new. Now it will spring forth. Will you not be aware of it? I will even make a roadway in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. I don't know what's in your past, but I'm guessing you're carrying something from it that's preventing you from fully living the life that's available to you. I'm guessing that because I don't know if I've ever known anyone who doesn't do that. In our past, we have things that become weights. I had this picture once of myself, and it was me carrying all these boxes. And I'm trying to go on my journey, and I'm carrying these boxes and bags with me. And I can't see where I'm going, (laughs) because all I can see are the packages that I'm carrying. Like they're stacked so high in front of me as I'm carrying them. They're like hanging off my arms, like even worse. But how many of you do this thing that, that I do, but I have kids that have taken it way extreme, even where you go to the grocery store, you know, and instead of taking a couple trips to get the groceries, you bring in 47 bags (laughs) Because you just want to only have to come in once. Like, why do we do that? That's a little bit crazy. But this picture was like that, but like on steroids, where I have like bags hanging off my arms, but then there's all these boxes stacked that I'm like balancing and holding with both my arms in front of me. And they're totally obstructing my view. I can't see where I'm going. I can't see anything around me because all I can see is the baggage. And I think. (laughs) 
that we live like that sometimes where we're looking at the baggage, but we don't even realize that that's what we're doing. And it's totally coloring our view of our present circumstances. It's totally coloring our view of the future because all we're able to see is the packages, the baggage from the past. I don't know what baggage you've carried. Maybe it's a failure. Maybe it's a broken relationship. Maybe it's a tragedy of some sort. Maybe it's a toxic relationship. Maybe it's insecurity because of past instability. I don't know what baggage it is that you have from the past, (laughs) but I know that you have some. And I know that the Lord is calling you to set it down and to let it go because he doesn't want you to live a life that's colored by your past anymore. He doesn't want you to look at the future and dream according to what you're able to see when you're carrying all that baggage. You know, I still remember my shock when I realized that my marriage was being harmed because I was carrying wounds of the past. It was being harmed more by that than it ever was by the past itself. Jamie and I have been married very, very happily for quite a long time, but there was a short window of time where things were not happy and in fact were very bad, (laughs) where we had actually separated, you know, like it was not looking good. We had been given the advice to divorce from a pastor. (laughs) Uh, That's not good, okay? (laughs) And We made it through that time and the Lord did some great things. And even when I talk about the ugliness of that time, you know, it was ugly. It was painful. It was hard, but there was even good in the midst of it. You know, we had been friends for so long that we still were friends. Like if we were able to set aside our marriage stuff, we could still spend time together and be at peace and even laugh together because we still had this friendship, but there was just so much junk that had been added to our marriage. And there was these just painful things, you know, and we had said things to each other that were painful and like, it was just not good. And even after there was restoration and recommitment to each other, and we had moved forward and built a life together. And there was happy memories that had been established. Obviously we had happy memories before the hard times. (laughs) And then we had happy memories after that. But I had carried the wounds from the hard time so much that they colored everything else that I looked at. That I was damaging my marriage more by carrying those wounds than those wounds had actually done. Because the thing about it is when I was looking at things with the baggage, there was such insecurity There was such insecurity in me and it was causing me to withhold myself from my husband. So we were still obviously close and we were living together and working together and moving through life together. But there were parts of me that like I wasn't able to to be in 100% intimate connection with him because I was carrying the wounds and the insecurity and the things from this time. And the Lord had to show me that I was the one that was doing damage because of the way I was carrying things as we moved forward, that those things didn't actually have any power anymore if I would just set them down 
And I was amazed at how difficult it was for me to set them down because setting them down made me feel vulnerable. You know, it was scary to let go of the past because even though there was some, you know, ugliness in it and it wasn't good, (laughs) somehow holding on to it was almost like a protection. And so letting go of it made me feel vulnerable, trusting in the goodness of my marriage, trusting with and having confidence in it. Like that was, that was scary to me, yet it was the key to me (laughs) being able to let go. And it was a key to our marriage to be able to actually be what it was supposed to be, what it had the opportunity to be. It was a key for us to actually be able to be fully restored and not have that past be what was dictating our future. I think that we could have made it through life okay and had a lot of happy things and even done well for ourselves with the baggage, but putting the baggage down actually restored first love to our marriage. It actually brought real joy and happiness that wasn't hindered by anything else. So that's, (laughs) that's just an example. There are so many areas in my life where I've realized that I've done this and the Lord's had to help me to see it. And then the crazy thing is that almost every time Even when I see it, I have to, like, it takes courage for me to put the baggage down, to let go of it. Because for whatever reason, even though it's not good (laughs) baggage, it's shaped my identity. I've grown comfortable carrying it. It feels like it's protecting me instead of hindering me. But the Lord doesn't want us to be dictated by a past that he's already restored. You know, when Jesus died on the cross and he did away with the effects of sin, (laughs) that includes our past. He wants to restore the baggage from our past. So as we look towards a new year, I think that in order to embrace a life well lived, that maybe we need to start with being brave enough to let go of our past so that our future won't be dictated by it. So I'm just going to pray for you right now and pray for the Lord's grace. So Lord, I just thank you. I thank you that our lives are not dictated by our past and that you have greater things than we can see. Lord, I ask that you'd give each person listening to this courage to let go, that you would help them to embrace a new way of thinking and living in the future, that it would not be hindered by the past, but that there would be something greater. So Lord, I thank you. I thank you that you are doing new things, that you are making roadways in the wilderness, that you are causing rivers to spring up in the desert. And I just ask that you would help us to see what you're doing now and to dream according to what you have for the future. Just give each person listening to this even now grace, bring healing into their lives, and restore hope. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys for listening to me. I hope you continue on this journey with me. Just blessings during this new month, and let's embrace this and make this next year the best one yet. 
And always in the meantime, you can find me on social media by searching for Nicole Van Gelder, The House. But also there are some exciting things in the works that are going to be launching this fall, both here and at Joyfield Home. So you can please stay tuned to that as well. But really just bless you wherever you're at. I hope that this encourages you, <laughs> maybe slightly convicts you if you are being encouraged to wake up but mostly encourages you that there are precious things in this season and there is a reason to stay engaged and to stay awake and to be a part of what the Lord is going to do. Blessings to you.